Looking to expand or move your company? Ohio has the talent you need to scale for growth. Ohio's central location, reliable infrastructure, and top-ranked business climate are here to help you succeed. Get to business. Visit successinohio.com today. Hi, this is Bob Gruen, rock and roll photographer from New York, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff, a production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Welcome back again to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. Uh, we are part of the vast and influential Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, all music, all the time. Uh, all talk about music, I should say. Uh, with some music, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and 40 other podcast platforms. All right. So this is episode 61. We are going to be calling this episode The Next Van Halen. Uh, these are all bands that at one point or another I like doing things like this because it allows me to, uh, you know, mention things that people might have forgotten about uh, some of these bands. Um, you know, and, and in this case, it's that these bands uh, were all heralded in the press somewhat by the fans in reviews, blah, 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 as uh, as the next Van Halen, the second coming of Van Halen sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, let's, um, let's start with our first one. Let's go right into uh, a little bit of music, and we shall discuss. Uh, this one will throw you for a loop. Um, this is a band called Hellenbach with All Systems Go. Take a listen. All right, so we are starting on a weird note here. This is definitely the most obscure band we're going to be talking about as the next Van Halen. But essentially what we have here is a um, a band on Neat Records. Um, you know, they had an EP out super early, so there was a, there was a buzz uh, going. Uh, but their first album didn't come out until 1983, um, Now Hear This, uh, and then in 1984, they had another album called The Big H. I mean, what a Van Halen-sounding uh, title, right? The Big H. But basically, um, you know, what we have here is the new wave of British heavy metal is kind of breaking down. A lot of bands are trying uh, to go a little bit commercial. you got, you know, the rise of Wrathchild and Shy, but you've got Jaguar going commercial. You've got Savage going commercial. Um, but what we have here is a band that really stood out in the whole new wave of British heavy metal because they did sound pretty American. They had this swagger going. Um, you had this vocalist in Jimmy Brash who had this sort of talking, slightly out-of-tune style, you know, a little bit of that rappiness to him, I suppose. Um, and then you had a guitarist in Davy Patton who made a lot of noise that you can hear a little bit in this, uh, in this you know, super fast, pretty extreme song here. But 
at the end, you hear a little bit of Eddie Van Halen and his guitar work. So essentially, and these guys were very annoyed about it, but essentially, uh, you know, people started talking about these guys as as some sort of weird, scrappy uh, UK version, new wave of British heavy metal version of uh, of Van Halen, and it really uh, began to stick with them. Um, and and it, like I say, it really annoyed them. But um, but yeah, it's just funny hearing a band like this, especially on neat records, you know, from from Tyne and Ware and you know the the first album cover is like a black and white cover the second album cover has got this camo cover so it, they certainly didn't look very much like a van halen um you know if i was if i was to compare you know how we talk about uh gillen as being the punk version of deep purple well these guys were like the punk version of van halen um you know definitely you know beyond a new wave of british heavy metal version of van halen but yeah more like a punk you know because the whole idea with being the next van halen also is a sort of um you know white knuckled anything can happen the whole thing can fall apart at at, at you know at any point speeding up slowing down craziness um very unpredictable songwriting you know not so much on the first van halen but certain and really not so much on the second van halen but you know um and women and children first and um and fair warning you know it's pretty unpredictable what you're going to get song to song and so these guys had a little bit of that going for them um but again it was more so in jimmy brash's vocals and uh, you know that 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 uh, Van Halen hang them high sort of da 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 you know that that kind of um that kind of talky swaggering country not country and western but uh but older western movie sort of feel um to what's going on so yeah it, it's odd hearing something like this from a uk band so okay that was our first one uh helen back with all systems go um moving on track two take a listen to this this is a band you might have heard of called motley crew uh this is take me to the top All right, so the reason Motley Crue is in here is not so much for their sound, obviously. Um, you know, they didn't really have a Van Halen-esque sound, although this first album that I picked this song from does have a little bit of that danger falling apart aspect to it. Um, you know, and indeed, musically, I mean, before Mick Mars has, you know, we, we learned about his affliction and, be, and he became sort of this um, this this old man version of a hair metal guitarist is, is kind of the way the narrative event went you know he he was considered um you know pretty pretty flashy um we're going to talk a little more about some other guys later but so it's not so much in the guitar but it definitely is in uh tommy lee a little bit um tommy lee definitely has a lot of excitement to his drumming just like alex van halen um but it's mostly in vince neal of course um you know just the fashion sense and the blonde hair and the front man also this is a four-piece band with uh you know one guitarist in it um so that matters but another you know, kind of important point salient point to this whole thing is that 
they're from LA and there's no hard rock really coming out of LA. Um, LA has not been a hard rock place for a long time. They were known for the avocado mafia, the singer songwriter, you know, country rock thing for a while. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of new wave bubbling under there. There was some punk way bubbling under is the hard rock thing. And we had an episode, um, earlier, I think I called it how Lars Ulrich invented hair metal. And, uh, the whole point of that episode is that hard rock grew up in, uh, LA, uh, in large part due to, um, or, you know, this is my assertion anyways, to some very kind of influential but enthusiastic fans. You had Lars Ulrich, you had Brian Slagle starting Metal Blade Records and doing doing those samplers. I mean, really, I called the episode that, but it was probably even more, uh, you know, more due to Brian Slagle than anybody. But you had my buddy Bob Nalbandian, and you had, you know, Ron Quintana. I think he basically operated out of San Francisco, and John Stradnatsky. So you had, you had all these guys, um, and then you had, you know, the the um, the Metallica members and the Megadeth members and the Armored Saint guys. So you had these enthusiastic metalheads. Um, you know, Brian Slagle's working at Oz Records. He starts that that sampler. Blah blah blah. Um, but, you know, obviously, um, so, so, okay, so getting back to the point, I mean, the idea here is that Motley Crue is also early. Van Halen is super early, like they're coming out of nowhere. Um, they're basically the only band in operation. I mean, I've, I've said this before, but you, you scratch your head and think, who had record deals in, in this massive city? in this music city that was hard rock and you had maybe you know gamma isn't even really from there but or or sammy hager for that matter but you had sammy hager you had gamma um but van halen uh you know 78 79 80 so they're in there they're they're perennially the only guys so motley crew comes along and you know that's another reason to call them the next van halen but uh but it also comes from vince neal you've got the jim dandy through to david lee roth through to vince neal that that sort of um uh, pedigree right um so yeah um let's take a break and we'll be right back and i've got something else to say about this yeah the starbucks pistachio latte will transport you to your happy place the comforting flavor of pistachio warm espresso and milk all with a brown buttery topping make today a good day order ahead on the starbucks app all right, so back again here, History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. I wanted to mention at this juncture as well um, a little bit of the other guys that I almost included in this episode as the next Van Halen. Um, you know, a big one is Dawkin. Okay, so Dawkin, they've got this last name. It's kind of like a European, mainland German, uh, you know, I don't know. What is it, German, Dutch? I'm not sure. But, but basically, you've got the last name as the band name, just like Van Halen. Uh, and it's a and it's a mainland European last name. Um, you've also got a, one of the main competitors to Eddie in the early days uh, in George Lynch, the Boys Exciter. You know he, he he's basically a bubbling under guitar hero, one of the first shredders ever. You know when this idea of the quote unquote shredder comes up through Eddie Van Halen through George Lynch, um, you've got the four man lineup. Uh, and you've got an early hair metal band. So Dokken is pretty important in this whole thing as well. Another band that I almost kind of included was Quiet Riot. Sadly, just a couple days ago, we lost Frankie Benali. Um, but Frankie, what a great drummer, John Bonham-esque drummer, but a lot of excitement to what he does, just like Alex Van Halen. You've got Kevin Dubrow, uh, Dubrow, Dubrow, um, with the, um, you know, the whole look and the stripiness and the, um, 
you know, just just the flashy clothes uh, look, which again is a little bit Vince Neil at this point. It's a little bit uh, it's a little bit David Lee Roth. Um, you've got the four man lineup. You've got very early early heavy metal band, and you also have previous to Carlos Cavazo coming in. You have Randy Rhodes in there, the other big uh, competing. Uh, shredder uh, to Eddie. So you've got, you've got Eddie, you've got George Lynch, you've got Carlos himself. Um, you've got Randy Rhodes. I mean, you could, you could almost include, you know, if, if you really look at the artisticness and the, uh, the, the four-way chemistry, etc., of, of, uh, what is a Van Halen type band like, well, the Ozzy Osbourne band is a little bit like that, that, that Randy goes into, but, uh, I know that's a bit of a stretch. And then finally around this time you have Rat, um, which again, uh, the look is very Van Halen. Esque, um, but you've got a two guitar lineup. But you know, Warren D. Martini is definitely another guy that's always in that conversation with Eddie. You know, another guy who's not on record yet who will be Jakey Lee. He's also um, part of this whole thing too. This 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 you know guitar gunslinger guys uh, thing. So so these guys all in certain ways are the next Van Halen. And then you know eventually you have Poison and you have Guns and Roses and you can consider them somewhat in this uh, thing as well. Poison again. And not so much from the music, although a little bit from CC, right? Uh, a little bit in that, um, you know, a real, real, a real noise nick in CC. And uh, Eddie Van Halen could be quite a noise nick himself, uh, but mostly in in Brett. I mean, Brett is essentially, you know, the second coming of Vince Neil and blah 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 to to David Lee Roth to Jim Dandy to Steven Tyler. Um, so, um, but back to our actual official official. Um, five choices in this idea of the next Van Halen. Take a listen to this. This is Vandenberg with Ready For You. All right, so the idea of Vandenberg being one of these next Van Halens is is in, in a number of ways. So number one, it's still early. It's 1982. This is before the floodgates really opened for hair metal. So we can really focus on these bands when they come around and talk about them. And Vandenberg definitely, definitely was considered a next Van Halen. Um, you've got the last name, Vandenberg, Van Halen. You know, these this... Uh, this, this Dutchness to it, right? Um, and he, this one happens to be named for the guitarist in the band. Good-looking guitarist, excellent guitarist. Um, but you've also got, you know, a, a great front man, a, a great singer. Um, you've also got a Joss Zoomer on drums who has a little bit of that, uh, you know, frightening roller coaster feel to him speeding up slowing down uh you know when those fills come in you think grand big fills um so it's there's a little bit of alex van halen in there um so an an exciting explosive band and you hear that on this song um but also you know they were considered kind of big hot shots in terms of um 
you know, their songwriting was not sort of pinned to, uh, pinned to, uh, sort of, sort of like, like being pre-hair metal or whatever. I mean, this is early, like I say. So, so like Van Halen, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a little bit of modernity to it. There's a little bit of seventies to it. And, and those things combined for kind of a big stadium rock sound. And there was a lot of buzz around this band at the time. Um, you know, wait and, um, oh, what's the other one called? Anyways, I, I remember as a kid, um, well, no, I was 20 at the time, 19 at the time. But I remember um, I remember uh, hearing on classic rock radio three, four songs from this album. I mean, these guys were really slated to be kind of big. It went downhill from here, unfortunately. It was a couple years, uh, a couple or is it three? Uh, hang on. Uh, well, anyways, they only made two more albums, and, and neither of them sounded particularly like this album. They were really good, but they were almost like like way more tighter and polished and sober. Like, this is the one that really sounds like Van Halen, I think. And then, of course, the final thing about them is um, they've got the pointy logo, right? Um, the, the front cover basically just has a logo on it, um, you know, somewhat like you know, the simplicity of the, um, the first two Van Halen albums, especially the second one. Uh, and it was blue, right? Uh, that's right. It was blue, like the second Van Halen album. So, so yeah, you, you hold up the album covers of Van Halen 2 and Vandenberg Vandenberg, and they're very, very similar. So, all right. So moving on, um, this is one you might cry foul on, but uh, I thought I would include it. Uh, take a listen to this. This is David Lee Roth with Elephant Gun. Every other inch of you looks like a lady So don't get caught here All right, so I wanted to include them in here on the next Van Halen um, because it really is very true in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, David Lee Roth was in Van Halen, but, you know, essentially what you have here is David Lee Roth being even more like David Lee Roth than he was in David Lee Roth. The clothes are, you know, as they say, we were dressing like Christmas trees. Um, so, so everything about David Lee Roth, including his vocals, his lyrics, and his look— is even more like 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 a David Lee Roth cover band version of David Lee Roth than the old David Lee Roth. You had um, Eddie Van Halen on guitar, you had Eddie Van Halen on bass, and you had Eddie Van Halen on drums. So essentially, you had uh, a David Lee Roth cover band version of David Lee Roth and three Eddie Van Halens in this band. It was insane, right? Um, you know, Steve Vai, of course, is an L.A. shredder guy. So he's in here. Um, you know, he's arriving in this situation after Alcatraz and Frank Zappa before that. Um, so, you know, we, we definitely doubt his sincerity. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, I mean, you can doubt his sincerity because of everything he kind of went on to later. Obviously, there was Whitesnake in there as well, which is a similar thing. But after that... Um, 
but you know he he definitely is a very distinct guitarist he's a look at me kind of guitarist um but yeah you had crazy crazy drumming from uh from greg bisonette right uh you had billy sheehan in, in there who's basically eddie van halen on bass guitar and there was always those things about you know these guys you know him joining the band at some point you know all those hushed whispers hey do you want to join our band replace michael you know and so there was a lot of that that went on um but also you had um he's on warner brothers and he really feels like a warner brothers act uh this is a band from la um they put out a record in 86 van halen puts out a record in 86 they put out a record in 88 skyscraper van halen puts out a record in 88 neither of them have a record until 91 Van Halen um, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, David Lee Roth with A Little Ain't Enough. Um, you know, the album covers look like Van Halen album covers, um, except that it just happens to be David Lee Roth on the cover. But come to think of it, that's what the first one was like, right? Um, David Lee Roth was on the cover of the first one. So here he is on Eat Him and Smile and on Skyscraper. Um, but yeah, A Little Ain't Enough just basically looks like it could have been a Van Halen album cover, right? Um, so yeah, everything about this, like I say, Ted Templeman in for, uh, producing the first one. Um and, you know, ticking off all the boxes, right? You've got the, the fast shuffles, the slow shuffles, the bluesy songs, the joke songs, the super, super um, uh, commercial songs, like uh, just like Living in Paradise, you know, is your jump and all that kind of stuff. You've got the keyboards in there. Um, so, so, you know, talk about a band that is essentially acting like we want to be the next Van Halen. It's it's obviously David Lee Roth saying, I'm, I'm going to be an even more explosive version of uh, of the old one. And unfortunately, what happened is they had no bottom end on those first couple of albums. Um, you know, it was all, it was, everybody was kind of like, jokey play everything was jokey about them right um they they were they were not they were not a long stretch from the uh crazy from the heat ep put it that way um but uh but yeah absolutely i think a total valid choice to be be in this episode as the next van halen all right so moving on to our last one um take a listen to this this is bullet boys with shoot the preacher down All right, so this is a band uh, also, uh, you know, checks off all the boxes. I mean, essentially, okay, let's 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 go through the boxes. So they're from L.A. Um, you know, this is uh, this is Mick Sweda, uh, the guitarist ex of uh, King Cobra, coming into this situation. Uh, so they're from they're from L.A. Uh, Ted Templeman is producing all three of their first three albums. They're on Warner Brothers. Uh, and they actually have some success. I mean, this first album goes gold. Um, 
you know, the wiki says it goes platinum. That wiki looks like one of these wikis that is written by a buddy or the band themselves. Um, so I went and checked uh, the RIAA Golden Platinum search. It's pretty cool. I use it all the time um, when I'm writing books. Um, and uh, it's neat. It's got this little more details thing where you can pull down and see, you know, the track record of when it was gold, when it was platinum, double platinum. And, and it gives you the date. So you can see how fast all of this is happening as well. But but no, it's, uh, it's in there. Um, you know, certified as a gold album, which is pretty cool, you know, debut album. So this is 1988. The song I played for you, I mean, it's got a Van Halen title, like Shoot the Preacher Down. You got, you you know, you got to have preachers in here. You got to have, um, you know, it's a it's a fast shuffle. Uh, so in their lead vocalist, you've got this Mark Torian guy who, who again, is totally the second coming of David Lee Roth in, in a couple of ways. The look uh, that, you know, I think he wore, didn't, yeah, he, he wore the same like leather pants, the, uh, the buttless chaps and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, the hair, um, he's, he's, he actually even has this, uh, this exotic good looking face kind of thing, uh, a little bit like David Lee Roth, like a different kind of looking face. Um, but a totally, totally, totally David Lee Roth frontman. You've got the four-man lineup in there with Lonnie Vincent on bass and Jimmy Danda on drums. Um, so, so yeah, you know, the classic Van Halen slash The Who lineup with one guitarist in there. Um, great debut album. You also have this idea of um, a band being slated for stardom. Like, like they're really putting in kind of the details into this band. Like, good album covers. You know, that first one has... Uh, yeah, that's right. So this first one is um is a little bit like uh is it the same? No, that's right. Golden Earring Cut is the shooting through the card and this is a uh, a bullet uh going through an apple caught in freeze frame. Um but Freak Show had a good cover. Zaza had a good cover. I love Zaza. I mean, a lot of people don't really talk about that record very much, but so it was it was the last gasp before this was going to be all over and they became like a budget band for the rest of their lives, right? Um but that's the one where Mark Torian does a lot of uh, Steve Perry Journey sort of vocals on it. It's almost like he discovered, hey, my voice sounds like Steve Perry at times. I'm going to utilize that, right? Um, but uh, but no, it was um, very cool band. I always liked these guys. Um, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. So all the all the uh, sort of details details such as. Um, the first album they cover the OJ's for the love of money, which is which is a direct sort of uh, you know uh, spring back to uh, Van Halen's uh, R and B past with Dancing in the Street and a lot of the um, you know uh, the R and B type covers uh, that they would do. Remember they had Casey and, and the Sunshine Band out uh, as one of their. Um, backup bands so so doing something like that is a very van halen-esque thing to do uh you know being the universal party band right uh and then on the second album they covered tom waits hang on saint christopher so here they are being you know uh being smarty pantses right saying we're not your standard hair metal band you know we can cover tom waits aren't we cool um so yeah, a lot of things about this band made you think that uh, that they could be an uh, important band with a capital I, right? 
Um, and uh, that's all I've got for you today. So essentially, um, yeah, this is a, this is in our series. I mean, I I'm, I'm trying to think back. I don't think I did the next Deep Purple, did I? Uh, I did bands like Deep Purple or If You Like Deep Purple or something like that. But uh, there's a couple other ones. Uh, did I do Led Zeppelin? We did hair metal Led Zeppelin. Um, I'm not sure if I did the actual next Led Zeppelin, but it's it's one that could fit in this too. But uh, but yeah, so there you go. Those are our uh, our next Van Halen um choices and uh yeah go go to our uh, facebook tell us what you think there um i love seeing all these suggestions there's a few there that are just kind of bubbling under it's it's funny it's frustrating that i um you know i read these suggestions they're good suggestions but i'm lazy right i don't want to i don't want to do something where i have to memorize a bunch of factoids i, I want this to be stuff that i like know intrinsically and it makes the talking much faster right um but there are so many suggestions where it looks like a lot of work uh that like you know two or three of them would be ones that i don't really know much about about so i'm gonna have to make a bunch of notes and i'm gonna i'm gonna have to either memorize those notes or be looking at those notes um you know i'm sure that's all coming at some point (laughs) because i'm gonna run out of things that i just know off the top of my head of course um but um but yeah, so uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, go to martinpopoff.com uh, for any of your book needs. If you need any of my books, remember, all of my income essentially is being a mail order guy of my own books. So when you buy books from Amazon, I don't really make very much money off them. It's basically, uh, I sign them, ship them out of the office. I keep a supply here of everything that is in print. Um, and I guess the most recent things are the Saxon. I've got the Saxon. I've got the Merciful Fate. I've got all three Iron Maidens. I've got both of the uh, Black Sabbaths actually right now, which is rare. I've got both of the Judas Priests. I've got the Blue Oyster Cult visual biography. That one I ran out of, and I think this is the last supply I'm going to get, but I do have a good 30 copies of that. So uh, big expensive book, 75 bucks US to to the US. Um, that's shipping included, but uh, big coffee table book on Blue Oyster Cult. Um, people are loving that one, and we've got a Thin Lizzy one coming down the pikes of, uh, of that one. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, let's sign off for now again um yeah go go play some of this stuff yeah the helen box pretty hard to find but yeah it's it's on youtube um but uh but spotify no they don't get the full albums of helen helen back on there and uh yeah vandenberg what a great band they just put out a new album and uh, so they've got four albums now all amazing uh go play that stuff um that's it for now talk to you later Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 